Electricast. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement, Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure I have the opportunity of presenting special guest Natalie Viglione to the show today. Natalie is somebody who I feel our audience is going to really connect with. She's a cycle breaker and truth seeker on a quest to help humans take their power back. Our guest has been reclaiming her legacy of light as a priestess healer, a light warrior, and a life and business guide and teacher. After getting her bachelor of science degree in business marketing, then making a fast climb up the corporate ladder in executive marketing and sales roles, traveling all over the world and living in cities like San Francisco and New York, Natalie decided she needed to leave the world, that world, and enter the realm of entrepreneurship. Our guest founded a a creative collective called Team Goo, which she runs with her husband, Mark. They focus on creative content marketing, and the business has now evolved to include life and business guidance, adding on the Disrupt Now program and podcast. Through their efforts, Natalie helps humans understand how to awaken to become conscious divine co-creators with the universe. As a healer, she's currently learning divine nutrition, which is nutrition guidance for our bodies and the unique blueprint from birth that we actually get to enjoy every day, and plant and herbal medicine, as well as biofrequency healing modalities. It's with great pleasure I welcome Natalie to the show. Welcome to the show, Natalie. Thank you, Jason. So excited to be here. So excited to have you on. I was just saying happy Friday. I know this is going to come out at a future date, but it's great to spend a Friday afternoon with you. I'm very excited to have you discuss the different concepts and spirituality that have helped shape your life. And one of the things, I guess, from my vantage point, I I know you have multiple roles and you went from the business world into the spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask you, how did you determine the timing to shift from one to the other? Because for me, for example, it took literally my best friend saying to me at a wedding in 2016, who I didn't know at the time, Megan, she said to me at a wedding, you're a psychic, you should definitely do this more. And it took me about a good six months to really accept that transition. I started doing readings on the side. And then even then, the last five years, I've been in this process 
pursuing podcasting and psychic stuff and spiritual stuff, life coaching stuff more. And I'm still doing a lawyering thing, but I, I find greater reward in this stuff. And I guess I want to ask you, at what point did you make that shift and how did you decide that the, the timing was the right time for you? <laughs> That's an interesting question because I think the the quick answer is it was either I leave and lose my soul and divine purpose. I mean, I stay and <laughs> my soul leaves basically, and my divine purpose goes bye-bye or I choose the path that I need to be on. That is the true star seed and to go path that I was meant to be on corporate life. It got like extremely toxic towards the end. And I, I was doing this New York city ad agency, marketing agency lifestyle. And Hey, I was right there with the fellas, but looking back, I was like, I don't even really know how I, it's like, you're in it and you're like, huh? I mean, here I am. And this just, it just, it was almost surreal sometimes. Cause I'm like, I'm not supposed to be here. That feeling that literally that message was constantly in the back of my mind. There's more for you. What are you doing? And clearly my higher self piece of me was like screaming. And I was like, I know, I know. So anyway, it got to, it got to the point where it was so toxic. I knew it was time and that transition needed to happen very quickly in which it did. In fact, like you, it took a little time to like, okay, well, this needs to happen. And I went to this like women's conference over this weekend. This was also, by the way, interestingly, when I fully stepped into this, it was 2016 too. So I believe that was a huge conscious awakening timeframe when timelines changed and things happened on this earth plane, because a lot of, I've, I hear this a lot, which is interesting. So anyway, I decided that this is, this is the time of the transition. I was at that women's conference and that Monday, I don't know. All I needed was someone to kind of stick a, I call it kind of like a stiletto up your ass for me because it was a women's conference. And literally this woman had like (laughs) stiletto boots on, you know, and I just remember that I'm like, she's kicking me off the cliff because it was just something I needed to hear. This woman is like, her name's mama Gina. She's such a badass. She's, I really like her. It was something about that time. And then that Monday, literally I went in, I was like, I'm out. (laughs) Bye-bye. That was it. That's beautiful. I I laugh because when you were talking about being in your first job in New York, I think back to when I first started as a lawyer many moons ago. Yes. I remember other people that I went to law school with. It was 11-11 just now on our time recording right now, but it's funny the synchronicities that line up. And I remember people telling us when you start your first legal job and you work for a law firm, it's like being in lawyer prison. You're basically there. I was there 80 hours a week sometimes for minimal pay just to get the experience. And that's what we're expected to do. And I feel like in reality, it's the opposite. We're supposed to have quality of life and and not put ourselves in these dynamics where we're competing against each other internally and and working ourselves to the bone, not having any time off. And we lose focus of our priorities. And I think that I love the fact that you started off our interview talking about this because that's an important topic. When someone's stuck in a job and they're unhappy and they don't feel like they fit, well, do something about it. Unstick yourself. Figure out. Make that stiletto analogy with the (laughs) stiletto heel. Give yourself a kick in the ass and get off wherever you need to be on something else and switch it up. Because I feel like for you and I, we were talking about before the interview today, and I feel like we're both in our sole purpose right now. We both have our reward and our meaning. and, And I think, as you said, being a star seed. I always call myself a light worker. I love giving people clarity. I love yep. 
breaking things down. And when you look at your divine purpose and what you're doing right now, what have you found has been the greatest challenge for you in terms of your path right now, what you're trying to do the last several years? That's a great question because so I feel it is what's so interesting, I think, about this time is the energies of this, what we can call ascension evolution is so powerful. So I think that the challenge is always keeping up with how fast you're evolving and trying to integrate and embody because it's like you're running. I mean, I I feel like sometimes my, the essence of me is running so quickly. I can't keep my business up at the same in the, in the structure of like, okay, well now I can, I know these 10 other things how do I get those messages out to include in all these things? Because people need to know about this, right? So it's like, it's like keeping that engine harmonized. Keep it going. <laughs> keeping it going. And, and also not losing yourself because I, being, I think a light warrior, light worker, you know, being, I really add this light warrior element into this because for me, it's, I feel very called and this is that starseed essence, this indigo essence that says there's inaccurate things on this planet that we need to be aware of, which is narcissism and materialism and negativity and this energy of mutilate and rape pillage. You know, this, America. Yeah. I mean, exactly. It's like, who gives a shit about the person? Just make <laughs> money and say, you know, and do what we say because we tell you to. And these energies are really, I I don't like to say the word dark because creativity sparks in darkness. So I like this maybe evil, even like we could go there because it's, it is, it's like, it's, and it's not a true, tr- the true essence, divine essence of human. And so when you go into the darkness as a true seeker and you're searching and researching, you can get really lost and lose even your divine path because you're like lost in darkness, but in, you know, the evil kind of like overwhelm almost. So I, I think call it self-sabotage. Is- like when you're self-sabotaging yourself with negative thoughts or you're trapped in your mind that you're like, oh, I'll give an example. Let's say you're in a relationship, your relationship ends. You're like, oh. I can never find anyone else. Oh, I'm miserable. Oh, I'm so sad. And then you got to get yourself out of that self-sabotaging mold in order to really appreciate what the universe can bring to you. What is the type of stuff we can really manifest? We're all manifesting creatures, right? We are. We are. And it's powerful when you think about it. And I appreciate you having the courage to take these risks in your life, you know, to do these things that you're doing because it takes courage. It takes inner strength. I was fortunate that my best friend became like my personal mentor, muse, life coach, whatever you want to call it. And we help each other. And that's why I was able to do what I did. But for anyone who's by themselves, I I give them all the kudos in the world. They're not alone. And they have to feel like they're not alone. And I want to ask you with that in, in, in mind, what advice would you give to someone who's listening to us right now? And they've been contemplating that they want to do a spiritual practice for themselves, like a side hustle until mm-hmm. they get to the point where they can launch it. What mm-hmm. advice would you give to someone who's say in the middle of Missouri? I'll just throw a state out there, but yeah. someone in Missouri in a conservative area that doesn't really have a lot of people that sh- she can bounce off of. And she wants right. to do her own type of business as a life coach or as a spiritual person. What advice would you give that person if they just have it in the back of their mind, but they haven't necessarily acted on it yet? 
Mm, that's a great question too. You ask good questions. So we knew <laughs> this. We knew this already. But it's to recognize that the truth that's coming through is divinity within. It's God's self, whatever words we want to put around that and to trust it. Like we don't get intuition to do something strongly unless we're, if we're vibrating in a high frequency that's incorrect for our path, right? Now, if we're, if we're vibrating really low, we haven't done inner work and shadow work, you know, we have to, we have to do the work (laughs) while we do the work. So, you know, it's, it's, it's to trust, just trust and know that even if you don't have someone else next to you that can validate you, there is places that you can hunt to, to kind of receive the validation that you need i.e. have a session with someone like you, for example, that does that kind of work that can validate, you know, because sometimes we need that. But at the end of the day, hopefully we can get to this point as a humanity where we don't need validation. We just do and create and, and trust that we are co-creators. But that would be my, that would be my recommendation is to trust the biggest, the biggest word of it all, trust and know that you have the power to do what you want to do. We can. <laughs> And we can. <laughs> I think trust is a big factor when you have trust in yourself and trust in, in, in the universe, trust in the world, being able to actually like appreciate even our challenges, our obstacles, because our obstacles and challenges help define where we go. It's like it's, it's, it's almost like if you put two magnets together and it repels like two negatives. <laughs> and I feel like negative experiences can repel us to better, bigger things, right? Negative people, negative circumstances can always become a positive. And from my vantage point, having things like setbacks can actually help us fine tune our potential to become even better than we would have if we hadn't experienced certain things. Like having cancer for me helped me really shift the focus of what are the priorities in my life. And I I guess what I want to ask you in terms of of your your personal path as a starseed and as an indigo child and as a light warrior and worker, (laughs) what do you think in terms of what we've just all collectively gone through the last few years, I believe that we've been through like a spiritual renaissance. And I wanted to ask you, do you think society is changing now after going through the pandemic and all these other turbulent things that have happened? And do you think that what we're doing as soulpreneurs, I guess you can call us right now, <laughs> yes. all about soul work and spiritual stuff. Do you think there, there's going to, I believe there's going to be an explosion in this stuff as time goes on in the next 10 years or so. And I want to ask your opinion on that. Yes. So I, I, it's, it's like, you know, some, some of us have really seen the truth of all that is since birth, potentially, if not very soon, I always called myself a bullshit detector because (laughs) I, I literally wouldn't even believe in Santa. I was like, no, come on who do you think I am? And my parents were like, Oh my God, she's, she's one of those, whatever that meant. Right. (laughs) The one of those, but I think that what has happened is we've, is the veil has been ripped off. Like if you look up the word apocalypse and what it means, it means the unveiling. It means truth is being revealed. And therefore I think that really what we were seeing is a massive awakening because people are like, Whoa, like I took the blinders off situation. So true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so what it's done is it ripped all these things that have been kind of choking people, literally, quite literally, and making more and more people speak truth and come out around like 
what am I doing? I mean, there's that whole, they're calling it the great exodus, exodus, great exodus, the great resignation. Great resignation. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, I'm actually, we're both doing that ahead of time. When you think about it, switching we up. Were our on the, yeah. It was on the early side, which is cool because, you know, come this time we're like, nothing changes for us. Right. <laughs> I mean, there was no, like every day was doing what we're doing. But yeah, so that's what I think. And I think, yes, I think as people, and this this is why I really want to focus around this taking power back, which is, uh, you could put it into other spiritual terms, recognizing you are God, that you are God's self, that you have divinity, you are divine, that you are chosen, that you are all these magnificent, wonderful things. If we take back our power, like imagine the entire world sitting in their power. You're right. I just like, I get visions of that. Global warming. We could change the environment. Anything that we want, because we rip away the things that are doing harm. So I love that. that. Yeah. So yeah, I think there's going to be a real, like, big surge as we move forward because it's only going to get more truthful and honest. I guess is the word. <laughs> I, no, I agree with you. I think back to the pandemic, and and I was in my little bubble. And I had a couple of friends I, I got to see during that time. And one of the things the pandemic made me think of that we don't always take for, we take for granted in our normal lives when things are, you know, in our normal circumstances is how interconnected we really are. Having to ask your friends, oh, well, have you been around other people or have you done this or your you know, individual actions, like where we go, what we do, our individual behaviors had a life or death potential on each other, right? With this new pandemic we had. And, and, and it, I feel like that interconnectedness, it's there still. And if we can appreciate how we are actually really interconnected, not just for fear of contracting a virus or helping to spread it, but our individual actions impact one another. And I think that's what the pandemic showed me in very stark terms, that everything we decide to do in our own lives, we're not, we're not little mini planets that orbit, orbit each other large apart from you. We're all connected. Our energies are connected and how we feel about ourselves affects those who love us. And what we choose to make our priorities can impact everyone else in our environment. And it, it's like, if the world realizes that more, I feel like it could be a much better place than where we've been in the past. And I want to ask your opinion about that. Yes. I, so this goes into some teachings that are really, really coming through for me big time and have for a while now is the law of one is divine natural laws, as we would say, that we have to go back to these the unity consciousness is truth. And I'm reading some stark, like I, I'm, I'm a, like a mixing the bridging of science and spirituality kind of a person, because I feel like the answers are never, there's never, there's never one thing with the answer. Like it's a lot of things with some pieces of truth that we need to blend. So what's interesting is that if we think about being truly unified, even with plants, even with rocks, minerals, with planets, the as above, so below, crystals. <laughs> yes, like I have some here too. Yes. <laughs> if we can respect and love ourselves and turn that respect back into nature of all things, flora and fauna, that changes the world as well. And really, there is a there's there is that separation is an illusion. Well, it, it truly, it's because literally we share, we basically, we, we come from the same spheres of life, 
the same the same circle which are cellular structures atom the atomic structures yeah. and we're connected and anyway there's book there's this book that just brings us all together which for me was like just a beautiful reminder which is uh, the secret life of plants like I would totally love to see your audience dig into that. Like your mind's going to be blown. I mean, this stuff is coming. This is a hundred, 200 year old research coming out that came back, that came out in a book from 40, 50 years, 40 years ago, some, you know, or even before that. So this is like nothing new by any means, but it is in that you need to pay attention to it. <laughs> so <Absolutely. laughs> yeah, I, I'm really big on that. I consider it like nature therapy. Yeah. Because I've been in a lot the last few years, you know, I, I started going out a lot more now and I went paddleboarding a couple of weeks ago and Florida has these amazing rivers that you can go down and it's just pristine and beautiful. Yeah. And when I was doing that, it was a six hour situation. I got to go down the river and paddleboard. It made me really take stock those few moments, like the moments when I was by myself, not around anyone else, because my paddleboard went a certain direction and I was in a little alcove and I got to enjoy just the pristine, everything of it. And it gives you focus. It gives you the, that, that law of one, as you're talking about when, when you look at our universe, our universe is one, our planet's one, right? And we, we break ourselves into these nation states. Oh, we're the United States and you're Ukraine and you're Russia. We're not, we're one. We are <laughs> at some point. Those are future, like man-made things yes, for power yes. control, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, Nature is our liberation in a way. If we can go into nature and explore nature and appreciate it and be mm -hmm. one with it, we'll be able to like look at it from a larger point of view, I think, and, and actually appreciate it. And I want to ask you from your perspective, and I know you're a very spiritual person, what's been the most defining spiritual experience of your life that you'd like to share with us and why? Yeah, that was, yes, this is an interesting one. There's been so many interesting pieces. Like I, I really came fully like, woo, shaking off the crazy when I was in my early twenties and it's been a really interesting ride since then. And it's, so it's, you know, over 20 years now and in 2020 earlier in the year, I was sitting there and I was, I did yoga outside and I was sitting under a tree, just being in nature. I that's really always been quite an important thing to me especially after we left New York city, because it's kind of hard to be in nature in that place. It's a zoo Central basically. park maybe, but yeah, <laughs> and even it. then you're like surrounded, but that was the only sanctuary. <laughs> but, I grew up uh, outside of there. So I was in New Jersey. So I, I have an understanding oh, yeah. of what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. That's where my husband's from too. That's what where, park? Uh, Norton Parsippany area. Lodi. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm only about 30 minutes from there. I was just curious. Cool. Yeah. 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 So, you know, Northern, I mean, it's hard, that is, it's a difficult place to kind of get that, that sure. depth, but I was sitting there and all of a sudden I got this boom, like definitely an opening. And I, I saw all these powerful people line up behind my left shoulder and, and I, and I just saw them and then they came slamming back into my head and like threw me down and I just started crying. And I was like, what just, that took me a minute to like integrate, it took me more than a minute, but I, I was crying. I was just crying because it was profound. I couldn't even, I didn't even understand it. And for a while I'm like, man, are these my ancestors coming? And I was like, no, it's not like, I'm just, I'm getting this feeling like it's not ancestors. Then I realized avatar. These are all iterations of me 
These are all pieces of wisdom that I can connect into to bring into the now. I can awaken and remember all of these experiences to bring into the now, which has been, I mean, the memories and more evolution and more expansion since then has been like rapid fire. I mean, it's, it's, it was intense. So that was a really big, big thing for me. <laughs> when you went from your prior life in corporate America, and then you decided to over time become more, more open spiritually. So people are aware of your, your abilities and gifts. Yeah. How was it in terms of people from your old life? I'll call it. How, how was the reaction from people in your other job or I know, like, I'll give you context. When I left, I, I didn't really leave the law. Like, I just am inching out. I'm still keeping yeah. everything the way it is, but I'm basically taking my own, like, you, you know, your own path. It. I feel like we're all on our own journey, but I was curious to see, like, did you have people that were like, wow, I never knew? Or were they, like, very curious? And, and I find people have different approaches, and it's interesting how people react. And I was curious, how was your experience, like, shedding one to, to go into the other and did you get a lot of support from the people in your life or did you find that you had to like explain to people to help them connect or what was it like for you? Yeah, that's, that's like a moment in time where I've always, and, and you clearly a lot of us that have a lot of us that recognize, I mean, this used to happen when I was little. So I'm sure if I had an in-depth conversations with my parents, like they would start remembering and being able to tell me even more, but I know what I remember and I've gotten little tidbits, right? So I've always had a very, I mean, this, the intuition, the psychic abilities of clear, clear audience, clairvoyance and claircognizance and, and empathic abilities to feel other people's emotions has always been a part of me. So what I was kind of doing in my, in my corporate life, again, this was kind of like I was separating myself. Here's this spiritual essence, Natalie person thing over here and this corporate thing happening here. And I was like, God, I need to get, I need to rip this division because we aren't supposed to be divided, even our subconscious and mind. And that's a whole other, that's a whole other thing. But I mean, we're not supposed to be you know, divided in this way. So it felt very unnatural to me, but it was like my secret superpowers. That's what I kind of call like. Yeah. And I didn't talk about it because the yeah. people around me would look anytime I did talk about that stuff, they were like, the words, I don't even, what are you speaking English? Like, I don't all of a sudden know what you're saying. And they were like, glaze over. So I didn't talk about it very much. Then when I left and I started really blending and, and getting like totally raw and more authentic, and that has taken time to integrate and to be comfortable with how much now I'm like, I'm letting it all out because if we don't claim the pure truth of who we truly are, that I am, then we are not doing the world service, any service, any, we're doing it a disservice really. So been a, a, I think the, just a good word for this process, because it's like, you have to, you have to reveal the pieces of you that really you know, can understand that people can take in. And then what I realized is it's not, it's not important at all that anybody else understands. <laughs> I mean, they need to know what you can offer. You need to like transact and communicate, but like, I didn't need, I realized I didn't really need people to like fully get what I'm talking about. The people that will get what I'm talking about will be the people that get it and they will resonate with me. And luckily my now husband, who then was, we were just dating. We were actually, I think, engaged at that time, 
like he, he worked, we worked together. So we knew he knew me in a work environment. He's like, you'll be fine. This come on, you're a badass. Let's just do it. So having him next to my side was like a great of great help because, you know, feeling supported is important. It's massive. When you can feel supported and you feel validated, you'll be more courageous and you'll make yourself more vulnerable and you'll be willing to take certain risks and put yourself out there and not be afraid of failure because you know, you have someone that's on your side that's there to support you and help you. I love that. I want to ask you about your correct creative collective. If you can tell our audience a little about that. I mentioned it during the intro. What prompted you to create it and or establish it? And can you describe what it's all about? Yes. So interestingly, Team Goo came up about in kind of my last phase of moving out of corporate. And clearly my husband and I have creative capabilities. That's the space that we were in. And so that was kind of the first thing that I launched into the world. And it was supposed to be like this kind of, I was supposed to do this with some other folks who actually just, it it was so, it wasn't, it didn't, was, wasn't good timing. And there's a reason why for everything, right? And I ended up launching it and it's really, it's really evolved since that time. Cause that was again, late to like 2015, but 2016 is when I went live with it really in the world. And what I melded was the marketing I guess is the term, even though I hate that word, but mar- the marketing realm and, and my my insight and wisdom and experience of almost 20, it was 17 years at that point, bringing it into that. But then it what it became more fully was being able to see that there was so many people that needed to bring their magic into the world, just didn't know how. Like they, they don't know how to speak about themselves or they're afraid to talk about themselves or not clear on what they really need to create those kinds of things. And so that's what team goo is really about is helping people get their, get their, that get their magic into the world. So, you know, we help with writing, we help with creativity in terms of video and design and things of this nature. So really helping people in the business world. And we work with as you would say, a solopreneur realm, because look, we, we need to work with those that we feel are doing good for humanity, not for the detriment or just for money, because life, it's not about that. (laughs) So that's, that's what that collective does. And, and disrupt now program and podcast was birthed after that in a, after a dream that I had, because what, I also realized is like, wait a minute, there's a whole piece of this missing because yes, we can get our magic into the world. But I, I realized that people are very unclear about what do you mean magic? What do you mean uniqueness? What do you mean? Like, I don't know, purpose. I guess I have what, mm, you know, so people are very like, we've, we've been so stripped away from like potential potentiality that people don't really even know what is my magic? So that's why really why that was born in disruption. You know, the logo has an up in it because the word disrupt has up in it because the only thing that any human on this planet should ever be thinking about is evolution up vertical up. And so in disruption, we find our massive opportunity so like we kind of were talking about before. Absolutely. So, yeah. 
I, I get a little excited to say certain things because it, it triggers me in a positive way. And you said <laughs> you had a dream and you created the disrupt stuff and creative downloads. I've experienced them myself. That's why I do podcasting. I created my name from a dream, Jason, <laughs> the social psychic or names of things for show concepts or whatever it is. And I want to ask you, when you experience a creative download, if you could share with our audience, your personal experience with them and how can you cultivate them? I meditate and I'll pray. And next thing you know, I'm coming up with things in the shower, when I'm going <laughs> yes. walks yes. outside. Yep. I always the most random moments. Yeah. Oh yeah. And my iPhone becomes like the best thing. Cause I can open up my voice record or write it down or I'll call a friend and say, remember this. And <laughs> the next thing you know, I'm coming up with all these concepts and ideas. So I want to ask if you could share your own personal experience of creative downloads, because I find they're a blessing. And they could really illuminate a lot, not only for ourselves, but for anyone else involved in our, our realms. Yes. The biggest, so I, I'll never forget this. And I just have to mention this because I thought it was, I look back and I think how hilarious it was. Like, I can't even believe that someone would say that. So I, I always, even in, my, in the corporate realm, like if something didn't work the way that I needed it to, I would always go into myself and be like, okay, well, what did I do? wrong? Like, how can I fix that? Or what, what do I need to work on? You know, is there a shadow within me that I need to, to clear? Like, is, what am I, am I blocking myself? I would go into myself and I'll never forget. I had an executive come to me and be like, why do you, why, when something happens, do you always talk about like, maybe you, you doing more development work, like confused. And I was like, it's about evolution. Because that's what we're supposed to be doing. And it really was a, a glaring reality of most of, of humanity is stuck in this. They don't do inner work. They don't think about it. They don't give a shit about it. They don't want to even talk about it. They don't. It's like if it's if we don't talk about it, it doesn't exist. Reality. And that is not the reality that that is not the earth that I live in. I live in one that is very different. And many of us live in that very different one. So I think that what has happened, no, I don't think I know because it was, it was part of this process as I cleared and really worked on chakras, which to me are stargates within our body for ascension, for evolution, for progress, for the upness through disruption, we really can find the blockages and we, and we recognize what we need to, what we need to cleanse, what we need to purify, because um, the more that we're cleansing, the more that we're purifying, the more that we're working on our, our self understanding and recognizing what we can work on, we get these downloads more and more. And because you become, I don't like to say the word channel because I think that feels like, but may, but I guess that it's like a, a clear, it's a clarity to where you're now aware of the things coming through to you in the information system that you can gain from whether it's your higher self or just tapping into the an energy collective information. Like you can, you get these downloads and it's just, it's like mind bending. Some, like, Words can't describe it sometimes. Like you can't, can't conceptualize it in 3d terms. And no. I love the way you're describing it. Cause like for me, I've recently come to the conclusion. It's not like I'm saying anything earth shattering, but I like to say, we're spiritual beings living in a physical world. We are spiritual bodies inhabiting our avatar. As you mentioned earlier, it's our bodies are a vehicle. And so when we die, 
the spirit goes to the next spot and our body is just like part of the earth. It's yeah. It's an interconnectedness, but it's also like the set, but we become our truer selves. We do. And, and that's it. Yeah. And and I think when we can realize that and understand that better, we're not going to take life as seriously in certain areas and ways that so many of us have in the past, you know, people who are so focused on, I love the way that you brought it up earlier. Cause I share your viewpoint. I'll, I'll talk about abundance. I don't talk about material. If I hear someone who's spiritual, uh, I'll use those air quotes. And they're like, I'll help you make a million dollars. I'll help you do this. And I'm thinking to myself, how is that spiritual? You need, you need to have resources to keep yourself going, to keep the, the lights on and the bread and butter. Of course. But it's not about that. It's how do we become more in tune with ourselves and our journey inward? That's how I see it. And what can we do to be the best version of ourselves for everyone in our lives that we need for ourselves and for everyone else? And it's like, when people act that way, I just think that they're not on the right path for themselves. I think abundance it's really a trap. Comes from, it's a trap. Exactly. And I feel like abundance comes from within. It does. And it comes from peace of mind and acceptance and reassurance and self-love. These things that are people look at as like these esoteric terms that they don't really, it, it kind of goes over their head and they'll look at you like a deer in headlights. I yes. had a reading with somebody in person not too long ago where the person stared at me and said, I don't know how to meditate. I go, do you daydream? Have you ever been stuck in traffic and your mind wanders? That's a form of meditation. Anytime you separate yourself from the present moment and allow yourself to free think or to flow. Yeah, exactly. Present moment, you know, having having that appreciation, it's it's, it's powerful. It is. And I'll tell you this. I used to hate traffic. I don't really commute much. But living in the Northeast, I really hate traffic. Right? Yeah. Living in the Northeast, you get plenty of it. I used to live in DC for a year at Georgetown. I moved because I got stuck in a four hour traffic jam because there were accidents on the beltway and oh, I'm, like, I'm going back to Florida. Point <laughs> is, traffic can also be a liberating experience if you allow it to. Sure. If you journey inwards while you're stuck and you're not moving yes. but an inch, you will find that you're not constricted as much as you fear. It's truth. That is true. <laughs> it's true. I should have really used those tactics because I used nah, to. It's, 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 just, it's funny when you think that and you're like, see, these are those moments of like realizing what, what are triggers? What are these? I call them sh- shadows, whatever these pieces within us that are like <laughs> it's true. the tolerance levels are hit maxed out. Yeah. Well, it's also, it's also about self-sabotaging too. If you fear things and if you're living in a place of fear, you could self-sabotage all these other things in your life and be disruptive in a negative way. You're disruptive in a positive way. (laughs) You're creating new cycles, new opportunities within oneself. And I see that. I love that. I I love that you're focused on evolving and, and improvement. Those are messages we need to really help others to understand more and more. How, what's been your experience having a podcast? How, how do you like it? And what motivated you to do the podcast? Yes. Well, that, that also is part of this dream. So one of, for me, one of the biggest chakras that I needed to really empower. So I'm a writer and that's where I go first, but I need to, yeah, my throat, it, I need to, I need to work on that and strengthen it. And, and it's, it's important when you need to speak truth. If you can't speak truthfully, then you're going to have kind of problems in the exterior realm, you know, manifesting and confusion, confusion and just, you know, lack of clarity and it just causes chaos. Right. But 
the podcast was like, I had someone working with me at that time. And she was like, dude, this is, that's going to be amazing. It's like saying no to the status quo. And I was like, yeah, man, you're right. Okay. I'm going to do this. So I just like jumped in and started doing it. And I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. And I hated the sound of my voice when I first started, you know, all these stupid little things, but as time moved on, I just hit the hundredth episode. Congratulations. And that's, yeah, a big, that's a big deal. It is. And my, and my husband was and Emily on my team was like, uh, you need to do something big for that. I was like, yeah, you guys are like, it's funny. I wasn't even thinking in that way, but we need to stop and we need to celebrate and we need to really think about these things because it is, it's a lot of conversations. It's a lot of time, energy, energy, energy is a big one. So I podcasting has been a really great tool for me as a personal development thing, spiritual activity. Same here. So that's the cool part. It's like, throat chakra exercises. <laughs> it's, it's all this stuff that I really needed. I needed to work on because I had actually been silent in a lot of ways for too long in my truth. And so it was, it was, it's been really an amazing experience. And also, well, like we're connecting right now. What's so cool about that is like, look, not every, every person that you meet in that realm is going to be like someone you're like, wow, I'm somewhere like, oh, maybe that wasn't the best, but you keep going and you're like the connections that you do make some of them. You're like, God, you're a beautiful soul. I'm so grateful to like, know you like, this is crazy. And you may not talk again, but just to have that connection and know it's special. It's so special. Think about the advent of podcasting because it hasn't been around forever. No, I had no formal training. You had no formal training. I started it in 2018. I had a psychic tell me in 2008 who I still call divine visionary goes by. He told me in 2008, you're going to be on the radio. You're going to have your own show. I laughed at him and said, this guy's a fluke. What's he talking about? I'm a lawyer. I would never do that. Fast forward, <laughs> here I am, right? And I'm doing multiple shows. So my point in sharing that with you is it's a vehicle to meet amazing people. You get to express yourself in ways. I was watching TV a few weeks ago with the Ukraine thing. It really upsets me what's going on. I mean, a lot of us are upset by what's going on. And I was watching Don Lemon on CNN flipping through the channels. And I found a, a Ukrainian couple that just got married the day the war started. And I was like, I'm going to reach out to them. My spirit guides are like, reach out to them and get them on your show. And I had them on two weeks ago. And for me, having them tell their story to my audience, it's powerful because I'm like, wow, we have platforms. That's what this is. We have a platform. Not only do we get to learn about ourselves not only do we get to experiment with different ideas for programming and have these amazing people like yourself coming across today and other people I've met in the past, it's so multifaceted and it's so yeah. rewarding. And I tell anyone in my audience, if you have the itch to do a podcast, go do it because yes. there's no reason why not. There's like yes. 2 million, 3 million podcasts out there. You will do your own thing and you'll experiment with it, but it's a fun, fun opportunity. And it's, it is. I've learned a lot from every single person I've interacted with. Yes. You end up realizing you're creating it. You're creating it. It needs to be created in accordance with what kind of energy you need to have in it. Because what I found is like, when I started to push myself too much, it lost its good flavor in my mouth and it started to taste kind of sour and I was over it. And then I was like, wait a minute, you control this. What the freak, Natalie? Like, what's your problem? Just do less of them then. Like, third. But it's addictive, isn't it? (laughs) Well, and I have a personality. This is, this is a piece of me that I've always needed to work on. I have kind of this, not kind of, 
you probably, you know, have experienced yes. this as well. I'll say I'm I a workaholic. Like I love I, what I do. When you love what you do, it's not even like, it's not work. My grandmother always said that. I mean, a lot of people's grandmothers say this to them. Like when you, when you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Well, yeah, <laughs> you could love what you do and love it so much that you do it on such a level that it becomes a little bit like work, but. And it, it burns you out. You yeah. Know? I got burnt out last fall. I did 101 yeah. episodes in four months and I was burnt out. That's so much. That was a lot. So it was a lot. And I took a break in October and November and then put out the rest of my episodes at the end of the year. And I realized it's not, it's not like you can, you can't run a marathon sprinting the whole time. Some people can, I could never do that. You know what? And I've ran one of those suckers. You cannot, you cannot. I agree. There may be crawling involved or <laughs> laying down a few hours. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, it's, we got to be careful. And this, this is something that I'm really mindful with in my, in my business too, when I'm just talking to people and I see them at this place of like, you know, you're at a breaking point. Like you're, you're, it's breaking, like, be careful because you don't want to break something that you're creating because it is something you're creating and you can control it. So, and it's also about like asking for help. That's been another big thing. I realized I'm like, cause in the beginning, it was a lot, it was a lot of effort on my part. Then as I got, I got really great people to help my business. I could take some of the stuff off my plate and I felt like I could breathe again. So asking for help seriously and getting and, it and taking the time off. Like I purposely forced myself to reschedule myself tomorrow to take the day off. Cause I'm like, I need a day, a week, just a day, a mental break day, maybe go and just enjoy time off. Like that's so many of us don't realize that, that when you're in the midst of everything you're creating or doing or, or passionate about, you want to go, 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 go. You do. Isn't that like one of the famous things that are out there? Let's go. You see yeah. Tom Brady for yeah. the rental car company. Let's go. <laughs> That's how we all feel. And it's like, you got to be able to pace yourself. You do. You got to. I mean, burnout's real and it has health detriments. That's Absolutely. the other component of it. I want to ask you, how do you, how do you cope with burnout when you feel like you either have people in your life that are going through it or if you experience it yourself? So literally the other day I was like, I just, I don't know. I hit this moment because I'm also going in the middle of, I'm on a healing journey right now too. Hence why I actually got into t- being, coming a master herbalist and because I feel it's so imperative in this world. We need to go back to natural organic health. Anyway, I hit this like limit and I was like, I gotta go. And so my husband was like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going, I'm leaving. I'm li- I gotta go. <laughs> and he's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm just going outside. And I, literally I just went and sat innate, like on the grass, got my feet into the earth, got my, got my toes into that grass. And I just sat, I don't even know for how long I don't, I didn't time. I don't, didn't have anything around me that could actually tell me what time it is. That's how I deal with it now is just get me out in nature. Let me touch a tree, let me talk to a tree. Let me get the wisdom that I need right now. Cause like, for me, that is, that separates me from all these things. And, you know, also we're so digitized it's not healthy all the time. And so we got to get off these stupid things. Like, you know, I'm like, sometimes I'm, <laughs> that thing, I lose it half the time. I'm like, I don't even know where it's at. Just We're all, it's, I, I wouldn't doubt if in the future they're like, Oh, like if, whatever your cell phone company is, we're going to give you a discounted rate. You can get this implant of a phone into you. Can you imagine we'll be cyborgs? Like, I feel like there's so many, if you go out in public and you're around Gen Z people, 
all of them are like this. They're at the table and they're all looking at their phones at the same time. And I'm like, it's transforming the human race. There's more cell phones than anything else and devices and all that. Right. Yeah. And, and it's like nature helps you to separate from that. You can't take your cell phone. I did. You can't take your cell phone on a paddleboard. I was holding it like this the whole time because I wanted to get footage. And then I put it away and I said, okay, I'm going to enjoy this without this. Yeah. Because yes, it's nice to have memories and post things and all that. But in reality, I got to enjoy the moment, the mindfulness, be in nature, be mindful, enjoy it. Yes. Because it's only one day at a time. Yes. What I think these days it's one minute at a time. Yeah. Like, you know, it's gotten, it's gotten, gotten kind of slowed and then, slash intensified. So yeah, nature can really help. It's just such a good reminder for us just to stop. I wanted to ask you about divine nutrition and how you got into that and plant and herbal medicine. Like what, what motivated you? Is it something you feel drawn to? Yeah. Yeah. My, so my experience since I was born, so I've, I've put some really interesting things into, into my like building the map of like the story of Natalie, essentially like b- being born into this world. You're an herbalist in a past and life. I just got that. Sorry. I had to tell you that totally. you worked in herbalism stuff in the past life and that apothecary, whatever. And I know those words mean plant stuff yes. and you did that in a prior life. I'm just thinking yes. because I asked you, I answered my own question, but go, I'm sorry. But yes, <laughs> this, a healer, truthfully, truthfully there's there's pieces so i've always i've always been very connected into natural organic health and i was always very mindful i i I actually i was always constantly trying i I really never wanted to eat that was a thing for me but you know that goes back into some other things like the original humans didn't have to eat the first angelic you know whatever you want to say so I kind of, I, f- I feel very much connected to that. So it's always been a challenge for me. Like in high school, I was anorexic for a time. And then, I don't know, it was just, it's kind of like this challenging, it's been a thing in inside of me. And I always tried to be as mindful as I could. Of course, I've had plenty of binge drinking and all nighters. And I mean, I lived in New York city, you so lived. In San Francisco. <laughs> it's going to happen. I was always very mindful about exercise, very mindful about all of these things. And then shoot, like it's been four years now. I hit some, like some, some big symptoms started to coming out in in my body. And I was like, what is happening? I started gaining tons of weight, not for any reason. I stopped eating and gained more weight. I was like, how is this? uh, How am I gaining weight on a fast? Get the F out of here. Like, this is so confusing. So anyway, long story short of, I I put together some puzzles with figuring this out as I go with other people to help along the way. And I had mycotoxin illness, which is mold poisoning essentially. And I didn't realize how sensitive my body is. And I always have been since I was born. In fact, I learned that my dad was, he was in Vietnam and they were exposed to Agent Orange, which is a massive chemical, toxic to humans, toxic to everything, including this planet. And it was transferred to me. And I was was the firstborn upon his return because I was born in the, in 78. So anyway, I was, I was born two months early because of it. We're Gen X. Yeah. I'm 75. I, I, yeah. I'm so sorry that you had to go through that and thank your dad for his service. I mean, you know, like those are things I always- so sad. It's so devastating, right? It's caused so much trauma for so many people. But anyway, the, the truth of this has been, wow. Okay. I recognize that this has happened and now I need to be very 
mindful and I need to help guide others that toxins are very true. It is a truth we need to realize. And also the in the herbalism and the and looking to plants for wisdom, you know, the things that are in nature are the things that heal us. I mean, it's it's you could go outside in the sun under the right circumstances and get vitamin D. You I mean, can go yes. all our plant life has probably all the cures for all our diseases. It does. And it, I say disease B I S hyphen is right. I mean yes. that's how the we holistically in our body. Yeah. 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 And, and the divine nutrition, you know, this is something that a lot of people don't realize. And I had to learn this kind of the hard way. There is a specific way to eat for each of our unique bodies because you're you need something differently than I need than I need. And we cannot do this template approach to diets and everyone should do keto. Absolutely incorrect. Everyone should fast. Absolutely incorrect. Depends <laughs> on what's going on inside a person's body. So that's kind of this divine nutrition that I'm calling it because there is a divinity to how we should take things into our temples. You read a book on this topic? I feel like you're going to be publishing or doing something, Miss Avid Writer. Mm. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to write about divine nutrition in your own way and have your own. I see a book coming for you because while we we're talking, I literally saw that. I don't know if that's I just got chills. <laughs> I can tell you that. I look forward to when you have this book come out. I want to read it. <laughs> And I want to interview we'll you, you about it for the show, <laughs> but I feel like there's something that's going to trigger you to, to put, put publish. I would, and yeah, now you're, you're, you're in the, you're in the information gathering stage right now, or the, the exploratory yeah. stage. And I feel yeah. like sometime next year at the tail part of next year is when you're going to be like, Hey, I got a book coming out. Interesting. I'm digging this. And I have been thinking <laughs> a lot about that. There's you're going to help a lot of people to come out of that. Yeah. You can help yeah. people who deal with their own allergies. You can help people who deal with their own struggles with their own body image. Um, the I got into, yeah. I got into intermittent fasting. My doctor helped guide me on it. And I, I am so glad he did. I lost 50 pounds just from intermittent fasting, controlling the times of day that you eat and the windows of time that you eat. And yeah. I'll eat from 12 to nine or 12 to eight. And I was raised on processed fast food in New Jersey because I came from a single parent family. You know, I had a, a pizza place down the street from my house and I called it before caller <laughs> ID existed and they knew who I was because I called at three o'clock. So hey I'm Jason, what do you want? Yeah, they knew I wanted my mozzarella sticks with my two slices of cheese pizza in New Jersey and a Coke. Like that was like my go-to as a child, as a teenager. And, mm -hmm. and I had that in my body. So no matter what, you got to detoxify what's yeah. in there. And, and that's where fasting is. Fasting is a spiritual practice. So many it people is. don't realize that you can it's fast true. and become more intuitive and more in tune. Can. And if something happens where you gain weight while you're fasting, like me, we there's other things to, to talk about because there's something else happening like inside. Well, what which, I find happens, interesting. It, my, my weight will yo-yo a little. I gained like 10 pounds. I'll just adjust my fasting. I'll go back on my, my fasting regimen and the body like, I love the way you said that humans originally angelic beings didn't eat. I think the body has a way of ridding itself of its own impurities. It's a machine. We're machines. These, these are machines. Yeah. And if you, it heals itself when, it heals it itself. when it needs. And when that's you the fast, thing. there's a form of healing that takes place there. Yeah. It takes a discipline of the mind over the body though. Yeah. That's the hard part for people is trying to learn. how. Yeah. To and there's a lot of, there's a lot of when people are poisoned with toxins, it causes massive damage at the cellular level even. And so there's a lot of truth to learn about what's the root cause 
you've got to get to the root because if normal things don't work for you, when I say normal, it's like you eat healthy, you exercise all the time. I was doing everything right, but nothing was working. Nothing, everything was wrong. All of a sudden it was like something broke. So pay attention to these things. In fact, one of the most brilliant, there's a couple books that I, I love that for me was were life-changing, which the root cause protocol is awesome. Like if, if people want to read that, you should, it's a good one, as well as the contagion myth by Dr. Thomas Cowan. He's an MD and and he's a a brilliant, very holistic, spiritual MD that kind of left the MD realm. I love your book references. (laughs) I'm a book. I love wisdom. I I just wrote down secret life of plants, the contagion (laughs) myth and root cause protocol. I got my three right here for our audience to pay attention to. Yes. I mean, they're game changing in our our evolution and keeping ourselves as healthy as we could possibly be in the process. I I love our conversation today. And I'm just going to say we're running low on time, but I do want to have the opportunity if you could share our audience where that they want to reach out to you directly. What would be the, I always like to give this an opportunity because we have the, the, the audio and the video. So and everything will be in the show notes, but I always like if someone's listening right yes. now and they want to pop in and, and get on your website or reach out to you, I always like to give that opportunity, at least through the show itself, through the audio. Yes. yes. Well, short and easy, you can go to natalieviglione.com. That has the connection into Team Goo. It has the connection in, and Goo is short for gurus in case anybody's like, what does that even mean? <laughs> it's, it's G-U, not like G-O-O. And then disruptnowprogram.com. It has a connection out to that too. And and I am I am relaunching Tap Into Your Magic program for people, which is really about igniting the power within. How, how do you get clear on that? So Great. thank I you wanna, for asking. I- Oh, absolutely. I want to thank you for coming on. I'll ask you this. This is one of the questions I I haven't asked in a while on my show. If you were a spirit animal, which spirit animal would you be and why? And I can go first if you want. I have Uh, a a visual prop. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. You just gave me this. So I'll tell my audience on video that I have an owl book and I was like, oh my God, that's my spirit animal. So that's why. And I, 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 I believe in wisdom. It's a power and as an owl, you, you, you gain so much wisdom through your vision of, of looking at all perspectives. So that's why I always say owl. I love that. Thank I you. love that. <laughs> Lion, lion, courage, bravery, strength. That's, I'm very connected to the lion. Yeah. I'm going to say this as you release new things, please keep us in mind. Let me know. I'd be happy to have you on to talk about a new program, a new book coming out soon. <laughs> Or any other project that you'd like our audience to know about, because I I love connecting with you today. And I know we're very aligned with our viewpoints and how things work. And I I love this conversation and I know my audience will enjoy hearing about it. And I I look forward to to working with you more in the future. Same. And you're going to be on the Disrupt Now podcast. So I love it. I love it. (laughs) Absolutely. I I, I can't wait. I just want to thank Natalie for coming on the show today and sharing what an amazing story of courage and transformation and evolution going from working in the business world in the city, New York City, my stomping roots where I originally grew up outside New York, New Jersey, and pursuing your spiritual path. It takes a lot to do so. And the topics we discussed today, I feel like can resonate with everybody. We've all been through a lot. We all can recognize no matter where you are in your life, 
that we're soul beings, that we are comprised of energy and spirit and we're spiritual. And the more you can be aware of that, I feel like the more you can learn how to heal yourself, the more you can get plugged into other people like Natalie or myself, people who can give you knowledge to really help you understand things. I love the fact that we were talking about nutrition and it's interplay with our purpose of who we are and, and relying on nature. Those are themes I, I really do believe very strongly in. And we've had a lot of interesting people on the show, but having Natalie on today has been a breath of fresh air for me. Having topics to talk about that just co align so well with my own personal viewpoints. So check out her information. I'm going to have everything in the show notes. Definitely check it out. Reach out to her if you have questions about nutrition or spirituality or anything in between. I feel like you have a lot you can learn. So thank you so much for tuning in this episode. Stay positive because when you're positive, anything's possible. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. With the Baker's Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices. For the win! Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast. Back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock band like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interview. Electric Acid. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An Electric Cast production. See you there. Electric Cast. Electric Cast.